0: 18th episode of Travel with Radio. I'm your host, Dan Schlossberg, along with co-host and scriptwriter Mary Ellen Nugent Lee, and we are in the 12th season of Travel with Radio, the show that lets you
1: enjoy the pleasure of travel from the comfort of your armchair. Every week at this time, we talk to people representing destinations, hotels, airlines, railroads, car rental companies, and others in the world of travel and hospitality, from authors and bloggers to broadcasters and publicists. If it's got anything to do with travel, it's got everything to do with Itch Radio. And tonight, we talk dinosaurs with Dr. Thomas Adams.
0: Chief Curator of Paleontology and Geology, and Vice President of Research at the Woody Museum in San Antonio. Welcome, Thomas, to Traveling Radio.
2: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Well, we're glad you're here. And, Thomas, we understand that Jurassic Park actually had something to do with your current career. How long have you been studying dinosaurs, and what's it like to be a paleontologist?
2: Uh Absolutely. In fact, uh, I've been doing paleontology for almost 30 years, um, and, of course, that was the direct result of, of watching the first Jurassic Park movie 30 years ago. It inspired me to go back to college and be a paleontologist. and um, I think I have the best job in the world, go out, do exploration, finding fossils, making new discoveries, and then sharing them with the world.
0: Well, for sure, nobody talks back to you. These dinosaurs have been gone a long, long time. <laughs> Is it true there's nothing accurate about any of the dinosaurs in the Jurassic Park movies,
2: although they're certainly
0: exciting? What misconceptions would you like to clear up for our
2: listeners? Um, even though they're, they're not perfect, they're not really that accurate, they are still very inspiring, um, but I think... One of the things that paleontologists around the world would love people to understand is that most of the dinosaurs in the movies would have been covered in feathers. Hmm. Wow. No
0: idea.
2: Okay, were dinosaurs
0: yeah. intelligent and how would we know and what things
2: do they live? That's a good question. That's, that's one that we've been trying to figure out for a long time and, of course, uh, we tend to think dinosaurs are, are not intelligent because they have very small brains relative to their body size. But you know, personally, um, I think it's very hard to tell what how intelligent an, an extinct animal would be. And then there's the idea of well, how intelligent do they need to be? Most animals do very well making their day-to-day lives uh, with you know not very large brains. Uh, so we tend to compare everything to us, and I'm not sure we're that intelligent.
0: (laughs) It kind of of depends what state we're talking about. No, anyway. uh, Texas has been a very important place
1: in paleontological, paleontological
0: science and history. Is that why 10 years ago, the reading museum decided to focus on the role of the lone star state in the advancement of researchers' knowledge about dinosaurs?
2: Well, Paleontology uh, in Texas goes back to uh, sort of the mid to late 19th century, so there's a long history of fossil discoveries and research being done in the state of Texas, and it's still being done in the state of Texas. I think for the Whitty Museum, um, it, it kind of coincides with well, 10 years ago is when I was hired, and so I was the first paleontologist to uh, ever be hired by the Whitty Museum, where we uh, Opened in 1926, so in 2026, we'll have our centennial anniversary. And so in that entire time, paleontology really didn't play a role. So coming into the museum when I did, that's what I brought. And, of course, I got everybody excited about Texas dinosaurs and the research that we could be doing and the discoveries we could be making, and that's where things sort of changed. Well, this summer's blockbuster
0: exhibit, Tyrannosaurus, Meet the family. The Tyrannosaurus, I think, meet the family. Join a special exhibition, Antarctic Dinosaurs, at the witty, Making the Museum. A must-see destination for dinosaur fans. What are some of the things visitors can expect to see?
2: Yeah, these are two really magnificent exhibits that we have temporarily for the summer. Um, with Antarctic Dinosaurs, that is an exhibit that not only shows and talks about the dinosaurs discovered in Antarctica, but in that exhibit are the actual fossils that were discovered. And this is this is really not very common. You don't see fossils going traveling with the exhibits, um, especially when they're coming from places like Antarctica, which you know that's not a place you can just go and get more fossils. So these are very rare and very special fossils, and they're still traveling with the exhibits. So when people come see it, they're going to get to see those really magnificent, special. fossils that really tell us a lot about how do we know what we know about dinosaurs in Antarctica. And then of course tyrannosaurs meet the family. You know everybody knows T-Rex, Tyrannosaurus rex, but they probably don't know that it's just one of many different tyrannosaurs uh, that did exist for over 100 million years during the Mesozoic. So there's more than 38 species of tyrannosaurs, uh, cousins of T-Rex. T-Rex just happens to be the last one and the biggest one. Um, There's so much more to that, uh, to that family. So they're really great exhibits that tell us a lot about not only dinosaurs, but paleontology and how we know what we know.
0: We're talking
1: Tyrannosaurs and Dinosaurs with Dr. Thomas Adams of the museum. Now, Thomas, the special section of the Tyrannosaurs exhibition that exclusive to the witty Museum, tells the story of Texas during the time of Tyrannosaurus Rex. But the witty Museum's Naylor Family Dinosaur Gallery helps tell the story of Texas's ecological history over tens of millions of years of large ocean submerging areas with downtown skylines large. What's in the permanent collection?
2: Well, actually, you know, um, again, going back to the early history of the Whitty Museum, there wasn't a lot of emphasis on paleontology, so there wasn't a lot of emphasis on collecting fossils around the state and putting them in our collection, so that's something we're just now doing. We're going out and collecting material from different kinds of fossils, so not only just dinosaurs, but mosasaurs, these large marine reptiles, as well as uh, fossil crocodiles, which is something I specialize on. And so we're filling up our collection with new discoveries and new fossils. And, of course, the Naylor Family Dinosaur Gallery focuses on telling the stories of Texas dinosaurs, and they represent the fossils of those animals that were found around the state. Um, So we're really focused on getting people excited about Texas dinosaurs and Texas paleontology.
1: Now, as the Witte's chief curator of paleontology and geology, after overseeing the collections, leading cataloging efforts, planning new exhibits, pitching in on educational programs, and meeting with donors, how do you still find the time to go on paleontological digs?
2: Well, I have to make the time. (laughs) Unfortunately, as as chief curator, I'm also part of the administrative staff here at the museum, so I, I have a lot of responsibilities, go to a lot of meetings. But I still find time. I spent today in my lab researching fossils and writing up uh, descriptions of things. So wherever I get a free moment, that's what I do. And then of course, uh, when I want to go and collect fossils, go out in the field. I I just basically look at my calendar and I and I plan a week and say I'm not available this week. I'm going to be out doing paleontology. Uh, It's not as much as I would like to, but I get to go and I, I'm, and I enjoy what, I'm, what I do, so the working in the museum is, is part of my job, and it's a lot of fun, but you know going out and collecting fossils is probably the best part of it.
1: We're talking dinosaurs at the Whitty Museum in San Antonio with Dr. Thomas Adams.:
0: Fossils and footprints can be found in five national and state
1: parks in Texas, including San
0: Antonio. Can tourists explore there too?
2: Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, Texas is renowned for the dinosaur purpose we have. We, we have more than um, you know 100 different fossil footprint localities across the state, thousands of dinosaur tracks. And then, of course, uh, right here in San Antonio, we have a state park called Government Canyon State Natural Area. It's right on the edge of town here and in 2014 we went out and documented 300 dinosaur footprints in that park and they're right on one of the main hiking trails so people can go visit them and of course one of the most popular and probably the most famous sites uh, for dinosaur footprints is here in Texas up in central Texas near the town of Rose and that's Dinosaur Valley State Park and that's where the New York Museum uh, American Museum of Natural History came out back in 1940 and actually collected a large slab of dinosaur footprints and took them back to New York to put on exhibit. And they're still on exhibit today, so you can go to the American Museum and, and see Texas dinosaur footprints. But they're better here. You've got to come to Texas and see them in their place, because there's nothing like standing where a dinosaur once walked 105 million years ago. Wow. it still waiting
0: online to be called, right? Anyway, kids go to the Whitty Museum with their parents are probably going to want to get up close and personal with fossils and dinosaur footprints. Tell us more about your interactive dinosaur lab offering visitors a hands-on paleontology experience.
2: Yeah, so we try to make sure that we have what we call a lab experience in every one of our galleries. And so the dinosaur lab is set up for uh, our visitors to to discover more about the science of paleontology and how do we know what we know and Corey gives a little idea what paleontologists do, and so we have a couple of different ways for for families to to explore. One, we have a what we call a, a physical dig, which is basically um, sort of like a sandbox with with fossils in them, and and kids can go in with brushes and remove the the sand that's over the fossils and make discoveries. And then we try to ask them, well, what are you discovering? How do you know what it is? And what how would you, what would you do next? And we also have a version of that, but it's digital. So it's more like a game. We call it a digital interactive gig. And, and we have a couple of different experiences where you can decide different parts of the state to, to explore and discover fossils, excavate them, learn more about those fossils, you have a little bit of a journal, and then see, of them, see these fossils in, in 3D, uh, so you can interact with them that way. And, and of course, one of the things I really love in that space on, on exhibit are actually tools that I use to collect and, and excavate fossils all over the world. And, and they were my first set of tools, and I took them everywhere, so when we opened up that gallery, I donated my tools so people could see the real paleontology tools that were being used to collect fossils. Mm -hmm. That's
0: terrific. When is the best time for families to come to the RITI? I know that you have free Tuesdays. Is that a
2: good time to come? Yeah. So, you know, we're open seven days a week, uh, Monday through uh, Saturday, 10 10 to 5. On Tuesdays, we actually have extended hours where we're open uh, till 7.00. And, of course, free Tuesday is from 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock, and that means free general admission to everybody. Uh, And then Sundays we're open noon to 5. So we're open seven days a week. We're open almost every day of the year except for four days that we're closed. So we close on Easter and Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then we close one extra day, which is one of the days where we have our largest fundraising event. So otherwise we're always open.
0: That's great. And how much time should visitors allow to tour the museum, especially
2: the dinosaur galleries? We have so much to see. I always suggest people plan for two to three hours, maybe more. Um, it's The dinosaur gallery, you, you can see almost everything within an hour or so. Uh, there's lots to see in the museum across the campus uh, to explore.
0: And what's
2: next in 2024 for the Dinosaur Galleries? Well, you know, we, we will see the, the dinosaur traveling exhibits, the Antarctic Dinosaurs and, and tyrannosaurs meet the Family. Uh, they'll leave us after Labor Day. And then, of course, the Nader Family Dinosaurs, the permanent dinosaur gallery there. And so we will have different exhibits coming in over the next few years, but in the meantime, One of the things our visitors have told us is they want to see more dinosaurs. So we are in the planning stages of trying to expand our dinosaur gallery. So we're going to spend the next few years planning, designing, coming up with ideas, and then fundraising to hopefully make our dinosaur gallery much larger than it is today. So there's a lot coming in the future. Just wait and see. As uh, somebody who's seen it, I strongly recommend
0: to our listeners, if you're anywhere near San Antonio, make get a must-see stop to go to the Woody Museum. And you're listening to Travel with Radio, now in our 12th season, with Sam Schlossberg and Mariella Nugent Lee. Check us out on iTunes or blogtalkradio.com or visit the Travel with Radio Facebook page. And tonight we're talking dinosaurs at San Antonio's Woody Museum with Dr. Thomas Adams.
1: Now, Thomas, the Tremblay Family Cafe at the Witten Museum offers a chef-curated menu with plant-forward cuisine that gives guests a taste of Texas past adapted for today's discerning palate. Each item offered at the cafe has been curated to showcase its own significance and plays a part in the story of San Antonio and Texas as a whole. It sounds like something visitors should not miss, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, we have some really wonderful different treats. Uh, The menu changes regularly, so some of our regular uh, menu items are things like Oaxacan cheese quesadillas, and uh, we have a a, a Trey Hermanes wrap that uses basically indigenous types of of recipes. So we get marinated black beans and and roasted corn and squash, and Mm -hmm. of course you can't have you know, you can't have a, a cafe and not have Texas barbecue. So we we are fortunate <laughs> to have a, a wonderful barbecue place across the street. So we we highlight their their uh, their sausages, and so you can come in and get a good smoke shack sausage, that Texas barbecue, and then wash it all down with some prickly pear frozen lemonade. Ooh, it's all really good.
1: <laughs> now, does your clientele consist mostly of locals or out of towners?
2: We definitely have. A, a large local uh, community that, that comes and enjoys and us and, and, and visits us on a regular basis. But we also have visitors come from out of town, from across the state of Texas, as well as from across America. And of course, we get a lot of international visitors as well. But our local supporters, they love us, and, and we really love them, and so we, we live for them to come see us.
1: Do you find you get a lot of repeat visitors?
2: Oh yes, very much so. Uh, we tend to see uh, a lot of families throughout the year coming back again, and we get a lot of visitors who, who come back to San Antonio on vacation uh, time and time again. So our out-of-counters will come back and visit us, and they'll bring their families, they'll bring their friends, uh, it's, it's definitely a destination for a lot of people.
1: Mm-hmm. And teachers can bring the Witte Museum to their classrooms through live distance learning programs about nature and science and culture. Can they bring the world of dinosaurs directly into the classroom?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's the one thing that we learned during COVID, during the pandemic, is how do we take the museum and we bring it to our visitors? How do we do this virtually? And and we learned that, you know, this is something – That really is a great opportunity. It doesn't have to stop once we went back, came back from COVID. Uh, And now we realize we can reach schools and groups outside of San Antonio, the people who may not be able to have uh, the opportunity to come visit us in person. We can bring the museum programs to them. And so we do have programs and educational uh, opportunities based off our dinosaur gallery.
1: And we know that teens, college students, adults, and corporate teams volunteer every day, and they make a big difference at the Witty. How can people interested in dinosaurs volunteer?
2: Oh, absolutely. Volunteers are so essential. We, we, we live for our volunteers. They're so wonderful, and they really help us out uh, so much. And, and every aspect of music, from the, from the exhibit galleries to behind scenes in our collections, where I tend to spend a lot of time, we, we, we depend on our volunteers, and people who want to volunteer, they can just go to our, our website. We actually have a tab they can click on, and there'll be a link to volunteering, and our, of course, our, our website is wittymuseum.org, uh, all one word, and it's, it's a great opportunity to learn something, to get some time with the public, and, and of course, help support the museum.
1: Is there an age range for people who want to volunteer?
2: We actually get uh, a lot of junior volunteers. and those tend to be the kids 15 years and older. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we see a lot of college kids, a lot of high school kids, and a lot of adults and a lot of seniors. And then, of course, a lot of corporate groups who want to spend some time to do some volunteer work, and they'll come in as a group, and they can help us on a special project or a special event that we may help or, in some cases, they help
1: us with some landscaping. Oh. <laughs> We're talking dinosaurs at San Antonio's Witty Museum with Dr. Thomas Adams.
0: Thomas, David Schwimmer, who played Ross on Friends, was a paleontologist. Did it strike you funny that he picked that occupation for a fictitious character in a sitcom, and did he actually call attention to the world of dinosaur research?
2: Yeah, I, I get a lot of comments about Ross from Friends, and, and um, yeah, he's not a really good example of paleontologists. Uh, I, you know, uh, I don't recall him actually doing any science uh, on the show, so he, he's not a good example of what paleontologists are like, so, um, no, uh, <laughs>
1: he really didn't have
2: much of an impact on, on our field, not compared to things like Jurassic Park, which had a huge impact on the field of paleontology. Ross, not so much.
0: (laughs) Okay, Thomas, you're a world traveler conducting paleontological research in Alaska, Texas, Wyoming, and Mongolia, to name a few. Where will your next expedition expedition take you? Where are you going to go?
2: Well, I think right now I'm staying fairly close to home. So I'm concentrating on different localities right here in the state of Texas, so I have research sites up in North Texas up near Dallas, Fort Worth, and then I'm working in Central Texas and a couple of places. And throughout San Antonio and the Hill Country, we actually, you know, fortunately have so many dinosaur footprints around, so there's plenty of opportunities there. And then I'm spending some time out in West Texas, out in Big Bend National Park, which is uh, also a wonderful place for fossils and for dinosaurs. So there's a lot to do in Texas. And, and I don't necessarily have to leave the state to go very far.
0: Is weather ever a factor when you're going on one of your games? I know Texas has lots of thunderstorms, not to mention hurricanes, season in
2: the fall. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it, but I would say thunderstorms and hurricanes, not so much. Right now it's heat. Uh, it is so hot out. I mean, we've, we've had, you know, over 100 degrees – over 100, 203 degrees for the last 40, 50 days straight, Uh, right now, summer is not a good time to go out and and do paleontology. So, I tend to wait for the fall, and I also tend to wait for it to rain, because after the rain, there tends to be new things exposed, Uh, so winter, fall, spring are the best times to go in Texas, Uh, summers, if we we need to, uh, especially this time of year, the droughts, tend to dry up the creek beds and the river beds, and they expose more fossils and more tracks. And so when those get found, we will go out and collect things like that. But most of the time, I, I try to avoid the, that really serious heat.
0: Makes sense. We're talking dinosaurs with Dr. Thomas Adams of the Whitty Museum. Thomas, a visitor in San Antonio for a while. The San Antonio City Pass saves 35%
2: off of the mission
0: to the Whitty Museum and other attractions. How can sightseers get one?
2: So, we actually have a link on our, on our website that they can go to, and of course, City Pass is a, a great opportunity where you basically, once you sign up for it, you can choose four different top attractions in San Antonio out of a list of about seven or eight, and Witte is one of those. Uh, the San Antonio Zoo is another one, and of course, San Antonio Museum of Art is another one. So, for a much lower price than trying to visit all those attractions one at a time, Here's an opportunity to save a lot of money and, and, and be able to see four of them at one time. And if they go to our web, web page on that uh, uh, first page, our home page, you can find a link to to that city pass, and on there it will actually take you to be able to purchase one. What about groups? How can they arrange a visit? Well, I, you know, again, that's another one where we can, you know, on our website we offer a discount for groups and any kind of group, we we have the Girl Scouts come visit us, the Boy Scouts come visit us, Uh, we tend to have senior groups, we tend to have adult groups, uh, you name it. They come to visit us all the time and we offer a discount if you have a group of ten or more you can come visit us. And so again on our website you can go on and and click the link to a reservation that will bring up uh, one of our reservation experts and they will arrange your visit, your group.
0: And speaking about discounts, the Whitney participates in Museums for All, which offers discount general admission to individuals and families receiving food assistance. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, so that's actually a really wonderful opportunity to help uh, people who you know maybe just need a little help, little you know maybe struggling a little bit. So if, if we have families out there who are receiving food assistance like SNAP and WIC, um, all they need to do is they come in and they show us their electronic benefit transfer card, which they have, and a photo ID, and they can get a discount up to four people per card to to visit the Witte Museum, and basically it takes that admission and drops it to $3 a person. Okay. Just a couple of minutes to go.
0: Is there anything you'd like
2: to add that we have not asked you? Uh, You know, I think the Witte Museum... Um, has a lot to offer to a lot of people. I, you know, we're talking dinosaurs, and of course, that's the best thing, right? Dinosaurs is obviously the best reason to come visit us at the Reading museum. And but we have a lot of other great, wonderful uh, exhibits, permanent exhibits in there. Uh, we have a our Texas Wild, which features all the plants and animals in the different eight different ecoregions around the state of Texas. It's very diverse. Uh, we we have a special exhibit dedicated to the people of the Lower Pecos region. So this is. Uh, people who were living in sort of the lower parts of the state up to four to 5,000 years ago, and the artifacts that we discovered and found that tell the stories about these people, uh, their day-to-day lives. And, of course, we also have a lot of history that we've talked about. Our South Texas History uh, Center talks about uh, what it's like to be in Texas, you know, during the early days, the pioneer days. and And so we're always trying to tell those Texas narratives, those Texas stories to help uh, bring people into the museum and and have a wonderful learning experience.
0: Okay. How do travelers' listeners learn more about the dinosaur galleries at the Whitty Museum?
2: I would say just go to WhittyMuseum.org, our website, and you'll learn everything you want to know about visiting the Whitty Museum. And, and, of course, you'll see wonderful photos and hear about our new exhibits and our new events and, and, and exhibitions coming up.
0: That's perfect. Our special guest tonight has been Dr. Thomas Adams, Chief Curator of Paleontology and Geology at the Winnie Museum in San Antonio. Thank you, Thomas, for being such a great guest on Travelers Radio.
2: Oh, thank you for, you know, asking me to be on. This has been a real treat.
0: And for us, too. And that's it for this edition of Travel It's Radio. This is Dan Schlossberg, along with Mary Ellen Nugent Lee, saying thank you for your time this time. Until next time, when we'll head to Dollywood in Tennessee with PR manager Ellen Liston. We tried to get Dolly, but she wouldn't like. So for now, (laughs) good night and stay safe.